Home ownership is supposed to be one of the most exciting times in your life. The issue comes when the house is now the reason you are poor. This actually is so common as 50% of Americans actually fall victim to being quote unquote house poor, simply meaning that half of the people on average that are reading or listening to this actually falls into that category. My main goal in this episode is to give you insight into how you can determine if you're first off house poor and ultimately help give you some things to think about to get you out of that situation and moving closer to your financial goals. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, what is up? And hopefully everyone is having an absolutely phenomenal weekend and enjoying some of the NFL that's uh, going on today uh, or yesterday, technically. But um, I keep forgetting that, that the game was the games were on Saturday instead of Sunday. Um, but anyways, uh, all good. I hope that it, that your finances are are really kicking off this year, that everything is is moving in the way that you want to go. I'll tell you my my biggest thing has been this year was, was at the beginning of the year, I decided I'm not going to buy, you know, the, these like useless things, things that are not really bringing value to me anymore, uh, or, or just into my life in general. And I can tell you that my finances are happier, they're greater, and I'm really enjoying being able to have that little bit of extra money to go towards other things like investing or, or down payments or whatever, uh, into my future. But, you know, it, it's and, and that's that's the thing that that so many, you know, fail to realize is the fact that if you want to be honest with yourself, it's saving on a Starbucks cup of coffee in the morning is not going to make you, you know, that much more wealthy. Right. Like if we did the math on it, it is not going to make you extremely wealthy by any means, saving three to six bucks a day on coffee. You know, it'll come out, it'll come out to a thousand or two thousand dollars, but that, that doesn't really put a dent in how much money you're probably bringing in in a year. The biggest thing we have to focus on is, is how much are we putting into uh, everything else, like our homes, our our transportation, um, our food in in general, groceries in general? Uh, are we eating out a lot? Like those type of things can really start to hinder our personal finances and how we move forward and in, into reaching our financial goals. Uh, and I really wanted to to take a moment because I think that. The number, you know, obviously the number one thing that so many people overspend in is their home. So what I wanted to do this week was to talk about this thing called house poor. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, even if you haven't seen it, I'm sure that it totally makes sense that you're looking at it and you're like, man, house poor. Yep. I feel house poor. And, or maybe you don't, I don't know. Uh, but the great thing is that we can today identify if you fall into that category, first and foremost, and secondly, how to move you out of that category into a more, you know, a, a healthier financial situation, because being house poor is is probably one of the reasons that most people stay stagnant in their finances. And I'm just being honest, this episode may may touch touch home a little bit. It may touch, a you know, you know, pluck a, a couple uh, uh 
uncomfortable strings inside of you, a couple of those uncomfortable fibers in your body. But I, I, I like to be honest. I like to be transparent because in the end, the people that are honest and transparent with you are the people that care about you the most. So I wanted to do this episode for some time. Um, but it couldn't have come at a better time as uh, interest rates are expected to, to be hiked soon. Uh, there could be multiple interest rates hikes uh, in the future, and that could cause some of the demand for homes to decrease. And this overall decrease in home prices uh, that we've seen, you know, recently there's been tons of inflated home prices, but this decrease actually could uh, be, be a little bit more beneficial to, to hopefully switching this to maybe more of a buyer's market to where people can, can move into afford more affordable homes. If they are currently house poor, if you are unable to, to get out of that house, um, during the, during the, the whole, the whole COVID inflation, uh, home inflation, whatever, whatever we want to go by for the cause of that, that huge influx of, of demand for homes. But, um, it's 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 all good. This is this is an episode that, that I think I like. I, like I said in the intro, fifty percent of people are are currently house poor and are probably looking for a way to make ends meet uh, more efficiently. And after this, I'm I'm hoping that that you have what it takes. So when we're thinking about you know being house poor, when we're thinking about ultimately like you you know how how someone gets in that situation the biggest thing is that all of our lives for from from infancy on almost it seems people always say you know they have this this american dream prescribed uh timeline of things that needs to happen you know you need to go to high school then you need to go to college and then you need to meet the love of your life and get married and buy a house and have a kid and all these things right so when that when your life doesn't go exactly like that, all of a sudden you feel like you're behind. Well, that can also lead to more irrational decisions. That could mean that could lead to uh, people a little bit more vulnerable, right? And, and all of a sudden, uh, realtors now putting people in homes that maybe they could afford, right? They can afford, uh, but maybe not afford well enough to to continue to improve their long-term financial uh, goals or long-term financial plan whatever they had in mind um, I, it's 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 common so if that's you that's okay it's very common it's not even you know just it happens to some like it happens to most honestly um, but that all leads to this idea of being house poor. So if you've never heard of it, uh, this, this episode will clear it up, but simply put, you are house poor. If you are overpaying on your home. Now, let me say you could be paying all of your bills. I mean, you're paying your mortgage, you're paying all your bills, all your utilities. You're not behind on anything. Um, but the, you, I would call you house poor because in a sense, if you don't meet some of these criteria that we go over today, you probably have nothing left over, right? And this could simply mean, you know, it could be because you're 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 house poor. And studies show 50% are house poor. Uh, this isn't good, and and this is truly not the life that half of Americans should should be living. Uh, so hopefully, this episode, you know, tugs on a couple of those those initiative. Uh, 
pieces inside of you that says, let's go do something about it and let's go change something. Um, Because what I want to do is help you achieve your financial goals. And that's by preventing you from falling victim to being house poor in today's market. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So I want to start off with who should actually be buying a house. Okay. I want to go through just a couple of things that, you know, if, if you're looking at yourself, like I'm thinking about buying a house, uh, or, you know, or maybe, maybe you did just buy a house and and you don't have these things. Um, I'm not saying that you're in an impossible situation. I'm just saying that, that we've got to, we've got to do a little bit of extra to get you get you taken care of, uh, but ultimately, if you haven't you know done that and you haven't bought a house yet, and you're and you're thinking, uh, should I buy a house? Well, here's a couple of things to keep in mind uh, to prevent you from going into a bad situation. So the first thing is you should be debt free. Now this is completely debt free. This isn't just oh I paid off all my credit cards, but I still have this student loan. I still have this car payment. No 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 no. You must be completely debt free if you are going to go into buying a home, there's no reason that you should still have debt on your books. And I say that, and I I truly mean it in a very compassionate way. Most people are going to come back at me and say, well, I mean, but I can afford the mortgage and my, you know, I don't want to put money into another, into my landlord's pocket. I could just be putting it into my own pocket and all that. I got it. I got it. I got it. But I'm going to talk about it later on. There are hidden costs that come with owning a home. And when you are going through a journey to be debt free and get all of your debt paid off, none of those hidden costs that can can literally pop out of nowhere should be hitting you. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Let your rent uh, go towards something where all of your responsibility of your home is now shifted over to the landlord. Let them take care of these hidden costs. You focus on getting out of debt. So like I said, no car payments, no student loans, no credit card debts, no personal loans, no nothing. Debt free. That's when it's, that's when you know, okay, I can start moving on to step two. I'm done. I'm debt free. What do I do next? Well, that's great that you asked because the next thing that you should have uh, if you are ready to buy a house, you should have a very fully funded emergency fund, which is three to six months of expenses. And when you're doing this, a lot of people underestimate their expenses, right? And so they underestimate what their emergency fund should be. Be realistic on this. Don't don't go light with it. Be realistic. Add up all of your expenses. And when I say all of your expenses, I mean every single expense and 
do them on the, on the month that you spend the most so that we're not underestimating this emergency fund because if you needed it I, I know covid brought out a lot of a lot it emptied out some emergency funds out there um and a lot of people are putting that money back now but it's it's important that you have that because when things like covid 19 happen when things like cars breaking down both cars in your house breaking down when things like uh, you know, unexpected medical bills, when those things pop up, the last thing you want to worry about is money. You want the money to be there. You want the money to be available. And, and that's where this emergency fund is going to come in. So focus on adding up three to six months. Uh, we want to shoot for six, right? We want to get up to six. I mean, can you imagine having, having the ability to live for half of a year, um, and the situation gets that bad that you have to live half of a year uh, on your emergency fund, you, you're going to want that. You're not want to be hitting month four with only three months and be like, man, I should have put more, right? So getting that fully, front, uh, fully funded emergency fund is an important aspect before you should ever start thinking about buying a home. And then the last thing is we need to get a 10 to 20% down payment. And this is important. Uh, you need to save for the down payment. Uh, don't walk into buying a home with no down payment. Don't walk into a home buying, a, you know, or walk into buying a home with a very small, minute down payment. I was actually very surprised. Uh, so if you're watching this live, you can see on the screen, um, the National Association of Realtors did look at homes. And it looks to be that the median house payment or down payment in 2021 was about 12%, which is phenomenal. That was much higher. I've seen it uh, over the years. It's fluctuated. I've seen it get down to like 6%. I've seen it go up to 9 I've seen it it, it move all, all throughout. Uh, but the biggest thing is that I was happy to see, you know, 12% um, be the average. But the problem is, is when I look at it, you can see the breakdown by age group. Uh, you can see that the age 22 to 30 are the ones that are, are really are really not meeting that 10 to 20 percent. Uh, and and I honestly think that's the that's the the the, the group of people that are fo- following into that that American dream of college home or college marriage home baby right like that's this like this stereotypical idea of how life should go and when it doesn't go like that people just oh my goodness i'm not gonna have grandbabies oh my goodness you hadn't bought a house yet oh my goodness like like that's like don't worry about that stuff throw that stuff away let people talk this is your life live your life be financially independent create a financial future for you and your family so 10 to 20 percent down payment that's what you need to be shooting for. And if you can do that, you will be in a better place financially when it's time to start buying a home. So we talked about who should be buying a home. Now, the next thing I want to jump into is to how to officially tell if you are house poor. So here it is. If you're watching live, you can see the pie chart. If you're not, I'm going to walk you through it. So that's A-OK. Thank you for listening on the podcast. I truly appreciate your support on the podcast as well. So the this is this is really it. Like this this very simple pie chart is really it. I'm not going to, you know, make this fancy because, I mean, it's really not that difficult. Um, but we focus on 25%. That's how we know if you're house poor. If you came to me and was like, "Hey, man, uh, can you can you look at me and see see where you know where I'm wasting money?" Well, I'm, first thing I'm going to do is see how much you're paying for your home, 
right? Because that is that is a huge expense for most most people. So I'm going to look. And if you're paying more than 25% of your take-home pay, your net pay, towards your house, you're, you're house poor. In my mind, you're house poor, okay? So don't give or take that. Don't be like, well, you know, this house is going to put me at 27%. No, 25%. Like, that's what we're going with, all right? You start, you start trying to you fudge the numbers and, and bounce them around. Uh, you end up, you know, just just getting into something that that technically puts you house poor. So twenty five percent. This is a concrete number. You want a bigger house? Go increase your income. Like it's that simple, right? Like if you want buy, if you want a bigger house, go make more money. Find a way to make more money. I have a I have a um, I have a series coming up in the very near future, uh, and it's going to be called. Uh, I squared or in, increased income. Uh, it's and it's going to talk all about ways for you to increase your income. So stick around for that, and, and maybe you don't buy a house till then. Uh, but if if you want to buy a bigger house, go increase your income. Go make more money. Um, and because ultimately we've got to stick to twenty five percent of the take home pay, that net pay. So included in that twenty five percent. It's not just the quote unquote mortgage, right? Most most um, mortgages are going to have all of this for the most part part rolled up into it. Uh, so there's a good chance that you don't have to technically take all this and separate it. But there, you know, it's every state's different and how they do it. So I, I'm not I'm not purviewed of perfectly on all the states. Uh, rules and regulations out there. So please, you know, look at your own state's rules and regulations. But ultimately, in the 25%, that's going to be the principal on the home. That's going to be the interest on the loan. That's going to be the property tax for your area. That's going to be your home insurance. That's going to be your private mortgage insurance if you don't have, if you didn't put 20% down on the home. And that's going to be your homeowners association dues. Those are sometimes very rarely i guess rolled into the mortgage um but they could be everybody's is different uh but most of the time you're going to pay a homeowners association dues to someone or to your homeowners association wherever that is but all that's included in the house all that's included in your 25 percent of the take-home pay so when you're looking at these homes that's what you want to see this is important. This is important, and and I want you to see the value in it. I don't want you to just be like, oh, 25%. Why 25%? It's random. Look at the size of this pie, right? If 25% or a quarter of this pie, one one quarter of this this pizza, one quarter of this apple pie, pecan pie, whatever this kind of you know circle represents to you, uh, this this look at all the all the money left over, right? The 75% of your take-home pay is left over. Now, is that all going to go towards, um, you know, investing in your future and your wealth building and all that? Well, no, you still got, you still got, you know, your gas in there. You still got your, your food. You still got, you know, your, your kids school clothes. You still got all these other things that's got to be paid, but look at how much you have to do that, you know, to do all of that stuff with, right? 75%. So, um, I, I want to say this: if you're if you're looking to buy a house, you should first off have a budget. Um, because if you don't know your your personal finance situation, how much money you have, uh, or how much you know you can afford on the home, uh, do yourself a favor: stop looking at houses, stop, slow down, 
Go figure out what that 25% is. Add up all of your take-home pay. How much do you bring in net per month? Uh, and get that number. Get that concrete number that says this is how much house I can afford. Um, because ultimately, in the end, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice, right? You're going to end up liking these houses that are outside of your price range. And that's going to possibly lead you to buy that house that's outside of your price range. Um, but it could just make you not enjoy the home that you get that much more, right? You could be like, well, I saw this other stuff and I wanted that. And so, but I had to resort to this because it was inside of 25%. That's what the financial mirror told me I should do and all these things. And it, it kind of just kind of rips the joy out of it, right? So, so be honest with yourself, get yourself that number and be ecstatic that you know that you're buying something you can afford, right? If I told you right now, hey, go buy, go buy a Lamborghini, could you buy the Lamborghini? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know your current financial situation. Could you go buy the Lamborghini? Maybe. Can you afford the Lamborghini? Well, maybe not. Like that's two different things. Can you go buy that six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar home? Well, probably. Can you afford that home? Well, no. It's it's gonna eat you at some point. It's going to absolutely demolish any part of your financial future at some point. Um, you might be able to handle it for a month or two, but it's eventually gonna catch up to you. I found this chart uh, and I wanted to throw it up here, but it talks about that down payment. And I, I've done episodes on this, uh, but I never want to miss an opportunity to show how much the down payment truly matters. Um, but you can see the difference. They have three examples, a 5% down payment, a 10% down payment, and a 20% down payment of uh, overall, it, it, it's a, a $200,000 home, 30-year 30, 30 mortgage, fixed rate mortgage, 4% interest rate. And you can see between the 2010 and five, obviously the monthly the monthly payments lower. We got that. I'm not even going to give it, you know much detail on that. Obviously, you put more down the finance, the the monthly payments lower. The part I want you to really see is the total interest plus the PMI that's paid. Right. So for a 10% down payment, there's about an eight thousand dollar savings by doing the 20 instead. Okay, so you save about $8,000 by going and dropping the 20%. The 5%, the 5%, $13,000 is saved by putting down 20%. $13,000, right? That's huge. That's huge. So, um, and, and, and that's and that's over over five years. And I'm guessing that there are over five years is because at that point, um, the, the the PMI should have should have fallen off. Right. That's huge. So think about all the money that that, that you save by just dropping a bigger down payment. And I, and I love I love to talk about that. Um, but I, I, want, I want to stick to to the, the focus of the episode and that's being house poor. So the next part that I want to hit is why is being house poor so bad? And and I think that the biggest thing is is for almost all people, housing is what eats into the most of your budget. And when all of this extra money is going to your home, uh, it does prevent you from achieving all of your other financial goals or um, it slows down the achievement of that. I'm not saying that you would never be able to pay your home off. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you bought a home for 40% of your take-home pay, that you know, you'll know you never get to where you want to be. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you truly, truly, truly lose so much ability, so much 
of a, a you know of your money is going to inside of this house that in the end if you would have gotten to something less expensive you could have invested more you could have um you could have have done more with with the family you could have done you know experiences that that are out there uh not buy more experience more do whatever but the big thing is that you you lose so much out of your life by throwing all of your money into this this house right um and and I and I, I don't want to see that for you. I, I don't want to see that for you. I don't want to see that for anyone, obviously. Um, so so I, I hear it so many times that people can't get ahead. They can't do this. They can't do that. But I'm gonna always ask: How much of your take-home pay is going to your house? How much of it's going to your house? How much is going to your rent? It doesn't have to be a house. How much is going to your rent? And I think I left that out at the beginning. This is for renters too. This isn't just for homeowners, okay? So hopefully if, you, if you're listening to this at the beginning, you also caught that part. Are you paying too much in rent? That's another you know, another big thing. Um, don't overpay, 25%. That's what you want to be at. 25% of take-home pay going towards your rent, right? Because uh, that's what you need that 75% to save for that down payment. Uh, that's, that's a big thing. Otherwise you get stuck as a renter, right? So it, it's not a good thing. It's truly not a good thing. So really quick, I'm going to bust through, uh, three things you can do to prevent becoming house poor. Um, and some are more extreme than others, but, but the first thing you can do is don't, don't buy a house that doesn't meet the 25% rule. No matter how much you love the house, the average American pays 37% of their budget into their home. So obviously they are well over the 25% rule at 37. So this is high. And with this, you know, other consumer debt they probably have as well. You can see how many are living paycheck to paycheck. Don't fall victim to that. Stay under the 25%. The second big contributor that many don't understand is all the cost of owning a house. Um, you can see on the screen, you know, the, the closing costs, the, the home insurance, the PMI, the HOAs, the mortgage interest, uh, the, the principal, all that is kind of rolled into your mortgage. But what about the maintenance cost? What about the, the, the renovations that you have to do? And that doesn't have to be just to make it pretty. What if something's broken, right? And you've got to fix it. Uh, what if, what if, you know, your, your utilities are out of this roof, out of the roof, right? Like there's costs that come with a being a homeowner. Uh, there are many costs outside of just buying the house. So think about how I want you to think about this before I move on is, is think about the last time you rented when your AC broke, who fixed it? Well, your landlord, right? When the fridge went out, who replaced it? Well, your landlord, when natural disasters happen, like hurricanes, fires, tornadoes, who pays the deductible on the insurance to get the house fixed? Your landlord. But there's so many things that go wrong and that's just three. When you own that home, you are the landlord. Like that's your house. Like you've got to pay all this stuff. So putting yourself in a situation where you can't afford these things is is the hardest thing to to work through and get through. So just focus on staying on that twenty five percent. And then the last thing is circumstances are constantly changing. If you find yourself in a situation that puts you outside the twenty five percent, moving might just be necessary. Uh, don't be scared to move. You, you may not even have to move out of the same city, but maybe just to a place, you know, that you could better afford. Uh, that's, that's, that's an extreme situation, right? But for people that are on a journey to want to 
be financially free, want to accomplish their financial goals, they will look at this and be like, you know what? You're right. I probably should move. I should probably get out of this house I can't afford. I should probably get out of this rental unit that I can't afford and get to something that's more affordable that can help me achieve my goals. So don't feel it's impossible. Uh, sometimes the decisions are necessary for a long-term happiness and you may just have to move for three years and, and you may be able to move right back to where you were. Uh, but it, that, that little move can be that motivation that gets you to where you want to be. So you can see there's so much that comes with home ownership. Uh, but ultimately we want to grow our money. We want to build an amount of wealth that can help carry us uh, to to all of our financial goals. So this is supposed to be a happy time. Being a homeowner is supposed to be a happy time. Enjoy the idea of being a first time home buyer or a second time home buyer, a third home time, a uh, third time home owner, whatever. But you only will find joy whenever you're getting into something that's not going to just rip your budget to shreds. So when you get into a home that makes you house poor, it kind of takes all that joy away from the experience in and of itself. So. I, I want to end with this, and this is this is a, a a tough truth, but being house poor is a choice, and I truly mean that. If you choose to continue to pay fifty percent, thirty seven percent on average, American does. If you choose to continue to do that and put that into a home, put that into a rental, then it's really hard for me to get behind just how upset you may be that you're living paycheck to paycheck. If you're putting all of your income into a home that you cannot afford, it's really hard for me to listen to the grumbles and complaints of why you're living paycheck to paycheck when the answer is get your get your housing costs below 25% of your take-home pay. That is the answer. Don't choose to be house poor. Don't choose to. Making a decision to get your finances together first is going to help you be in a situation that's going to make you happier. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances, look no further than the financial mirror. I'll help you go through. We'll find out that 25%. We'll figure out how much house you can afford and ultimately we'll get you on the right track to all of your financial goals. Just go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact, fill out the contact form. I'll be in touch and we'll, we'll schedule the free consultation that comes with that email and we will get you started and on the right track. Finally, if you do want to give a little support to the Financial Mirror stream, the Financial Mirror store is always available with the hottest gear that's out there. So go check it out. Uh, there's coffee mugs, water bottles, t-shirts, mouse pads, stickers, everything you can possibly imagine. I even got a pair of socks on there. But go hit them up. Get some of the stuff you need. Great gifts for yourself or for others. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, and share this stream. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And those written comments, they truly go a long ways. I appreciate you spending your time with me. I appreciate you uh, going through this house poor episode. And hopefully it gave you some insight into your current situation and just give you some things to think about. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, 
Help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. 